This video is all about me breaking down my story, Dream Castles in the Sand. This is a complete spoiler discussion, so if you don't wish the story ending to be spoiled, then you can go watch or read the story and then come back for the breakdown. If you don't want to listen the story but want to be a part of this discussion, then let me just quickly tell you about it in brief. This is a story of an old man spending some free time on a beach. There he sees a kid with his father having a defining moment of his life. The kid tells his father that he had built a castle in the sand yesterday, but it's not there anymore. Hearing that, the father encourages his son to build a bigger and stronger castle. This incident probably inspires the kid to become an architect in the future. Actually, this is that old man's defining moment that happened many decades ago. The story doesn't end here. The old man walking on the beach in itself is a memory. As a successful architect, he took pride in having built a beautiful castle, that is, a bungalow that no wave on the beach can destroy. Many years after his death, he realizes his mistake and so he becomes the tsunami wave and destroys his magnificent creation. In this video, I want to talk about what this story means and how it is possible. I always wonder what is the goal of one's life? Why do we do what we do? How much of our actions depend on what happens to us when we die? We know not much about this. Still, even if there exists a form of life after death, we believe that we don't take our materialistic gains with us when we die. Although I have created a fictional scenario where one's wealth simply carries forward to their next life. But that's a discussion for another day. For now, Let's assume that this is not possible. The true purpose of one's life is to experience life events to the fullest. It is those experiences that have the potential to last longer with us even after death. So, experience it. We believe that only plants and animals including we humans are alive. All the other things aren't conscious and so they don't experience anything. This is not true. I believe that anything that has a distinct identity can have consciousness. Sure, inanimate objects like rocks, pens and kitchen utensils don't have the ability to say out loud, I am aware of my existence. Still, I feel that they do have an experience. In school, you must have written an autobiography of an umbrella, pen, rock or something like that. While doing that, you must have imagined yourself as that inanimate object and then written about the events that happened to you as that object and around you. What is that? Isn't it an experience? Similar to your situation, it is possible for a conscious being to take the form of a tsunami wave as it happens in the story. 
But how does this make sense in that specific narrative? I've talked about that in the Akari system video. In it, I've talked about how the solar system was artificially built by an advanced alien species who wanted to experience a different and simpler way of life. These are the people who closely manage each and every aspect of life in this solar system. So, it's not far-fetched to say that they even control natural calamities. So this old man after dying realized his mistake and so he decided to rectify that. This actually raises a follow-up question. How cold-hearted are our gods to create such natural calamities that kill innocent people in thousands and more? Isn't our god supposed to be benevolent? Although many people expect this to be true, the fact is this is not a compulsion. Also, even if God is good, the question that needs to be asked is, benevolent towards whom? One person's pain is another person's pleasure, while we, the humans, reap the benefits of advanced technology, it is harming the environment. So whose side should the God be on? Most of the times, gods let us go about doing our business. That's good for us. But then there are times when God favors the environment over us. And that's when these natural calamities happen. Why do they happen? To have a clean slate. Imagine a blackboard in a classroom. You are called forward and told to show your creativity on the board. You start writing and drawing. In the next five minutes, you have filled the board with your work. Once you are done, the next student is to come forward to share her creativity. But the blackboard is full. Then where will she write? Hence, it is a common courtesy that one should clean the blackboard before the next student comes forward. This is what natural calamities do. If you are not willing to erase your footprint on the world, then nature will do it for you. It has to. As they say, time destroys everything. If this still feels cruel, then let's dig in deeper into this Akari system scenario. These immortal alien beings created the Akari solar system to temporarily transfer their consciousness to mortal bodies in order to experience life. So for them, death is just waking up from a long slumber. Comparing this scenario with movies we make, just like how we don't hesitate to kill our fictional characters in movies, they don't hesitate to bring natural calamities that bring large-scale destruction. Because from their perspective, they don't have grave, irreversible consequences. Finally, if eventually our creation is going to be destroyed, then what is the point in having a legacy? That is the question. I've talked about it in a dedicated video. Should we work to build our legacy? In short, my answer would be, there is no point. There is no point in sacrificing your valuable time to build a legacy that might not have any value in future. Coming full circle in this breakdown video, 
I think instead of tirelessly working on building a legacy, one should just experience the world and life to its fullest and try to gather as many priceless memories as possible. This is what the guy in the story did and these memories are what stayed with him even after his death. That's it. Thank you.